0: Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman.
1: Hi, Scale listeners. This is David Finkel here, joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman, sharing ideas to grow your business and get your life back. In this segment, we'll be talking about the four questions to ask to diagnose really what's going on there with any cash flow challenge in your company and how to solve it. You know, it's interesting. So many business owners are thinking, oh, I'm going to solve the cash flow challenge simply by creating more sales. It's a sales issue. Yet generally, that's not the number one cause of a cash flow issue. So let me frame this out here, Jeff. And then the two of us can go back and dissect this formula. It's based on coaching thousands of business owners in just about every business category and industry. So here are the four questions. And think of it as a decision tree um, to diagnose and to figure out what to go on. So the first place to look if you're having a cash flow challenge is, is it a collections issue? Do you have a lot of receivables that are going uncollected, or is your pace of collection really slow? Second question is, is it a pricing issue? And and this is the place you'll look at as your gross profit margin. Are you not charging enough relative to your cost to produce your product or your service? The third question in the decision tree, if it's not the first and it's not the second, then likely it's possible that that where it's going on for you is that your expenses, your below-the-line expenses of direct overhead or variable cost relative to your sales volume are out of whack. And the fourth and final place, if it's not one of those earlier three on the decision tree, says, are you making too many different longer-term investments that aren't generating cash flow but are sucking up cash and you just can't afford it at this stage in your business that you're going to have to Make some tough choices of which of those to cut off and which to actually keep investing with. So Jeff, just starting off here, I want you to share an example of a business that, that you know of that, that really struggled for a bit with a cash flow challenge. It could be a company that once upon a time you were part of or it could be a company that, that you were, you know, working with coaching or advising that was struggling with cash flow and, and how sometimes they looked at the wrong place to solve the challenge. And so hence all the solutions they came up with we're solving the wrong problem.
0: Sure. I have a, a very good example of one in the, in the four categories you just laid out. Um, they're, you know, their margins. Their, their profits were just, uh, they just were, margins were too slim and they were worried about it that they weren't making enough money. So when I went to visit him, uh, his name is Miguel. Miguel was spending all of his time, uh, in his company, which was a retail company. He was spending all of his time trying to cut expenses. And he said, Jeff, I'm going to cut the salaries of some of my team or let some of the people go. And, you know, facilities, he was going to double up on cubicles. And he was looking for all these expense ways, you know, trying to slash his way to profitability. And it was disheartening employees. And, by the way, it was sending a bad message to the market. Is this company going under? Which you don't need that message out there. I came in and looked at it and said, wait, put the brakes on for a minute. And I looked at his pricing, and we did a big study. He had set his pricing a long time ago when he entered that market. And at the, way back then when they set their initial pricing, they did a whole bunch of work on, on studying the industry and studying their, their costs then and developing the logic for their pricing, but they hadn't revisited it. So their price structure was old, and it didn't really reflect the industry at all. And we went back, and when we went, and I I sort of forced them to go do a price analysis and a market analysis again. It turned out he didn't need to cut any of these people, let people go or cut their salaries. It was perfectly acceptable in this market to do a price increase. And most customers, well, you know, in theory you lose some customers. Most of them laughed and said, wow, we can't believe... You kept those old prices for so long, everybody else did at least a cost of living increase, if not inflation. And uh, so most people, his fear was, I'll lose all my customers. Most of them kind of laughed and said, we were lucky to have those low prices as long as we did. It did not kill his business by any means. But the point is, he was looking at expenses, flashing his bottom line, and the answer lie was, the answer was in pricing, which he wasn't even looking at.
1: Yeah, that's a great point there about that. You know, we set our pricing way back when, and when we first started the company, we probably were so concerned about getting early sales that we thought that, hey, I have to price and come relative to my competitors so that I'm the, the lowest cost. And yet, going forward, that doesn't necessarily serve us. Let's talk collections for a moment. So this idea that for a lot of companies who get into cash flow challenges, it's an issue of either not collecting on what they're owed or sometimes even as damaging, it's collecting so slowly that they run out of operating capital to run the business.
0: Yes, and, you know, so many of the small businesses I talk to, when I ask them about collections, they tell me this. Well, I don't have anybody that can do that. We don't have time to follow up, and I don't have a person that can follow up. Um, and and they fail to do the cost-benefit analysis. So all they see is the cost. Having someone work on collections uh, costs me money but they don't go do the whole equation if you have somebody work on collections and they are even only moderately successful how much cash would that bring in versus the cost of that person maybe it's a really good idea and i just see people not do that they're too busy and it costs money uh... to improve their collections, so they don't what they need to do like I said is do that cost-benefit analysis uh... and see how much money they're leaving on the table
1: You know, I think about this idea that we say, hey, I, I, you know, look, we have a cash issue. The issue for us is to go ahead and, and make more sales. And yet, really, the, the reality is the only thing worse than not having enough sales is having too many sales that we're not collecting the receivables from. And I'll share an example. One of the companies we worked with years ago was a law firm, and they should have known better. and And I talked with the owner, a really nice woman, and she shared... With me, She said, David, we're really on top of our receivables. I know you keep saying that we have a receivables issue from looking at our balance sheet, but I think you're wrong. And I turned to her and I said, okay, well, Jojo, let's look at two things here. Number one, on your balance sheet, it shows that you have roughly 10% of the money that you have, um, that you bill for, that you've done legal services for, goes uncollected. So 10% of your receivables go uncollected. And your business is roughly a 40% profit margin. So for every $1 in sales, $0.40 flows to your bottom line. So what that means is that 10% that goes uncollected, think about that. I mean, that's pure profit for them. And it's the equivalent of you doing, and you work out the math there, it's about 25% increase in terms of billable hours just by closing that loop. (laughs) And and it took a moment for her to pause and see that.
0: Absolutely, yeah, that's leaving
1: a lot of easy money on the table right there. Yeah, or, or I'm thinking of another one of our clients at an occupational therapy clinic, and her issue wasn't that she was, she was missing money from, from, from billing. There were some things that her therapist would do. She had seven or eight therapists on staff, Jeff, and she would find out when I mean, she did this analysis that roughly $50,000 a year never showed up in their system. They did the service, and they never billed for it at all. They didn't build the insurance company. They didn't build the private payer. (laughs) And that was pure profit. That was about
0: $200,000 worth worth of increased
1: services for her. Go ahead. ahead. So
0: in that case, the cost of auditing uh, is well worth it.
1: Yeah, the money was sitting there right in the business with that part. So collections or pace of collections. I know one of the things we talk about in Chapter 9 is this idea of a collection cycle. You know, the moment we have money going out the door for cost of goods sold, to when we collect money back from our client or customer, how many days that takes is our collection cycle. And by reducing that, the shorter that collection cycle, the faster we get paid, the easier it is to manage cash flow.
0: Yes, and like you said, you know, the worst case, uh, finding out that you didn't even properly bill uh, for the money you owed, let alone collecting it. That's a, that's a horror story.
1: So we've talked about the second area, which is pricing challenges. And the place to look there is, if it's not a collections challenge, it's not about what you're collecting or how fast you're collecting, the next place to look for to diagnose your cash flow issue is to go to your gross profit margin. And sometimes you have to break this down by product line or service line or by customer. Like one CPA firm we work with, Jeff, and this is a CPA firm, mind you. They should know better, right? About a third of their clients were very profitable about a third of their clients were very low profit margin, and about a third of their clients were actually negative margin. They were paying these pain-in-the-rear clients to do their tax and accounting work. And once they put it to paper that way, it was easy. They could raise pricing on the, that bottom third and then the middle third or encourage them to find help somewhere else. They couldn't afford to do it at the same pricing level anymore.
0: That's a really strong concept. The very first time... I told people that I was going to fire a client. (laughs) Uh, The concept was so foreign, and I don't mean that negatively. Um, What I was telling them was, this is a client we just can no longer afford. And I said, I'm firing the client. And people said, you can't do that. I said, guys, the client is costing us. It's not a good fit, and we're spending so much extra money on this one client uh, that that it's killing the business. They'd be better off getting service from someone else We're not a good fit for them. And I had to call a client to fire them. Actually, it had a better ending, David, because when I called and told the client that, they said, we'd rather increase pricing and pay you more than to have to find another vendor. So we actually won. (laughs) But that didn't happen until I called and said, we just can't afford your business anymore. And they said, well, you're doing a great job, so we'll just pay you more.
1: (laughs) Now, finishing this off here, we talked already about this idea of expenses. And so if it's not the pricing and it's not collections and looking at our expenses relative to the volume of business that we have, and and I think this is one we've covered here. The, The final one, though, is this idea that when we make these investments and all these different projects or initiatives that aren't funding or paying off immediately, sometimes we go too broad with that and it kills our cash flow. A small company can't afford to have six different strategic initiatives that don't pay off. They could afford one, maybe two, but not all of those. And in the, next, in the next segment, Jeff, we're going to be talking about you know, how it is that we can create a blue sky session. This idea of just creating all kinds of ideas to help stretch us about the trends and the innovations that are changing the way business is getting done. And we're going to do that here coming up. Again, Scale listeners, I'm encouraging you to go to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. You can register there for free and get access to close to 20, 20 different training videos. They're put into five categories from time mastery to strategic planning to sales to financial your company to operations. They're all available there. You're listening to Scale Your Business. I'm your co-host, David Finkel, joined by Jeff Hoffman here on WS Radio. The worldwide leader in Internet talk we will be right back, so stay tuned for the next segment.